Welcome to Meet the Musician at the Apple Store Soho in New York. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Pat McKay, Director of Programming from SiriusXM Satellite Radio. How are you? It's so good to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Pablo. Thanks. It's such a special delight and honor to introduce a band that I've known since they were in grade school and their dad had a hit record. So to know that they're releasing their 10th album, they've already released it, and it debuted on iTunes in the number one spot is just amazing. So we can definitely applaud that. Reggae victories are still uh, countable. They're not infinite, so we treasure them. And we treasure the musicians that I'm about to bring on stage. They're Peter, Yuna, Gramps of Morgan Heritage. This is Peter Morgan, the main lead vocalist for the band. Hi, Peter. And Yuna and Gramps. So uh, I was just telling the audience how amazing it is that you've released 10 albums. And you're fresh off a plane from Europe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so getting that Europe love is very important. Very much so, very much so. Yeah. And it was, it was important for us to go over there because it's our first independent record as, as Morgan Heritage. On your own label, say On the label, own label name. CTBC Music Group, which means cool to be conscious. So Yuna, it's, it's so meaningful as a woman when I see a reggae band and there's a girl on stage, I'm like, yay, girl power. So do they treat you specially? Do they spoil you a little bit? Man, I was younger. Don't even lie. Oh, when I was younger. Um, but you know what? Uh, all jokes aside, it's a pleasure to be in a family band. It is because there's issues that we don't have to deal with because we are siblings. And as a female, yes, I do get some extra perks. So it is a blessing. Good. Are there challenges? Yeah, there is challenges, big time. And Who gets to the bathroom first? <laughs> um, it, one of those is a problem. So one of them is, is, is But, you know, because we are family, Pat. You work it, it out. It all works out. It really does. Makes it you easy. You did solo projects. Yes. For a couple of years. And we were all hoping that you would get back together. And it just finished. I just finished it in You're Jamaica. I just finished my solo album. So it will be coming out at the top of next year because I had to give Strictly Roots, Morgan Heritage, a time to do its thing. So you look for it Gramps, at the top you of the toured also as a solo artist when you did your solo project and you toured in support of another singer. Yes. How does your sister rate? Did you miss her? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, I did. <laughs> but the, the, the solo, the solo, um, journey has just made, especially for me, made me realize how great my brother Peter is. Because for years, from we've been playing as kids together, you, you know, you, you're performing and you, you do it like it's normal because you grew up doing in the that. house and doing it all over. But me carrying a set for 30 minutes in front of Bujubantan performing in front of him and doing it every night, I said, wow, this is what my brother Peter have to carry for, for what? 15, 20 years. So you, you get a sense of value from, when you, from whence you, you're coming from and saying, wow, Morgan Heritage is really something. And while touring with John Legend and India Ari and Taurus Riley, it just makes you reflect on where you're coming from a lot. 
You just threw around a number of years that's pretty impressive. Yes. Has it been that long for, for this band? Yes. Uh, well, the solar project was, what, five years? And then you're talking about growing up, it's uh, 20, 25 years? Yeah. As a band. As a band. As a band. Yeah. Yeah. What's the biggest advantage for you besides you know, a greater regard for your brother? What's the day-to-day, -day, you know, doing a 10th album? What's the advantage doing a group album and, and doing a solo project? You have help. <laughs> <laughs> you have help when you can say, boy, I'm stuck on this verse. I could call Peter. I would say we're in the studio and say, yo, change that lyric. But that, that was one of the things that we said would strengthen the band, that when we go solo, that I wouldn't have to lean on Una for a verse, so it would make me have to stand on my own. So as Mark and Heritage come back together, what you find out is that we're stronger because everybody's coming back stronger than they were before. And your roles in the band change because sometimes you'll mm -hmm. share lead, sometimes you'll mm. take lead, and sometimes Mojo raps. Yes. So I'm fascinated with Mojo, you know that. Yes. I yes. wish he was here. So when did you, when did Mojo assert himself as the rapper in the band? Since we kids. Kids, actually, because him and Laza, uh -huh. um, Laza Morgan, that is, um, them, the two of them, when we were growing up, were just always into rap music. You know, Mojo would tell you that his greatest influences is like Notorious B.I.G., um, Run DMC, um, EPMD, EPMD, Peter, Peter Sermon. And actually, we met Eric Sherman going through the airport in Germany the other day. <laughs> Mojo was acting like a. I can't he, imagine. He's like, Peter, Peter, Peter. No, 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 he's Eric, Eric Sherman. Sherman. Eric Sherman. I'm like, bro, calm down, calm down. <laughs> so that was exciting for him. So he grew up listening to all that music, and uh, that's the thing that we wanted to put into our music as Morgan Heritage. You know, we left from Brooklyn, go to Jamaica, and really establish ourselves globally. We wanted to always have a piece of Brooklyn in our, in our reggae music, and Mojo represents that when he raps. And you have propriety over that because it's a natural part of who Definitely. you are as artists. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. so Strictly Roots is the new album, and there's that hot video, Perform and Done. Sure, sure. <laughs> where it's a, it's a video that they made of a dance competition, and then someone had to win and someone had to lose, yeah. and then there you were cheering her on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Different True. kind of uh, uh, song or, or, and video for you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Kind of did a little Trey Songs move in the oh, video. <laughs> it was fun though, because we captured um, the nightlife of Jamaica. A lot of people think that, you know, we just get crazy at nighttime in Jamaica, but we actually party a lot. And, you know, and there's so many different varieties of party. You have a thing called Dubwise now, where a man can just hold the Rastaman vibe, where you can go and listen to positive reggae music and dub, dub music, where there's no lyrics for the night, and everybody's drinking carrot juice and organic rice and peas and coconut drops. And then you can go to Weddy Weddy Wednesday at Stone Love and see the dancers and some people drinking Hennessy and just, just getting turned up, so they would say, in America. So it, it really, that video captures the nightlife of Jamaica, which was actually shot while an actual party was going on. We were shooting the video inside of a live party. So that party was not staged. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Also, Put It On Me goes way sexy. Yes. <laughs> true, The true. goodies. <laughs> 
beautiful. True, journey. true. So who wrote Put It On Me? It was a combination of two of us. Um, Grams? Grams and I would, um, I started, we started in Italy actually. But the thing about this is the song, there was another song on the track mm -hmm. that was written by a group named C Shop. They wrote a song for Morgan Heritage. Beautiful song. But then I asked the producer to send me just the track and they gave us this song maybe about four years ago. Four years ago. And after you know our contract was fulfilled with VP, we were going through the computer one day and I, and I found the, the song again. And then I was listening to the song and listening to the track, listening to that, and then I stopped listening to the song. I just listened to the track for like, the whole time we were in Europe and one day in Italy, the song just came to me. And that's how that song came about. So that's one way a song can come to you. You yeah. get a rhythm track that inspires you. But because it's been 10 albums, I can't imagine that they've all been inspired in the same way and you write most No, not in the same way. Everything is, is inspired differently. And every album was worked on differently. Like this album, um, Give Thanks for Technology, it was the first album that we've recorded without thinking we were doing an album. Like, we didn't plan to do an album. We were just gonna say, it was our first independent project. We, we wanted to play it safe and we were gonna put out an EP, you know, with about five, six songs, just for testing market as an as a independent label. And the songs were just coming out great and we were getting more music from producers. We were writing more music. It was like, why stop at an EP? You know, and when we released the, the song, uh, Put It On Me last year on the video, the EP was pretty much ready to be released in September. But then we was like, nah, this is not Morgan Heritage. We got to do an album. And well, we waited. True, true, true. <laughs> Speaking true. as a fan, we waited. <laughs> true. And it was, just, it was just coming together so fast. I mean, the last part of the album was done in Jamaica this year when we were rehearsing for jazz, and, jazz blues. and blues. And we were literally recording vocals in the hotel room wow. in Kingston because we didn't have the time to say go to, go to the studio and record because we had a rehearsal for the jazz festival and it was taking up all the day. And we were just too tired to say, okay, let's go to the studio now. So we just hooked up our portable studio that we travel with in the hotel room and Gramps is laying in the bed doing background vocals with the microphone, like <laughs> falling asleep. And you know, would come in and be like, Gramps, wake up, man, wake up while I work. I say, yeah, man, it's all right, all right. So it was just amazing how we were working on this, this album. We just did it any way we wanted to and however it came about, we just did it like that. So you're at Jazz and Blues with performers literally from all over the world, yes. yeah. including two North American reggae bands. Yes, Soulja uh, and Magic. Magic. So what they sound like? I wasn't there. Magic, Magic did very well. I was really, I, we know Soulja. Soulja is like family to us. Mm -hmm. But Magic, why you gotta be so rude? I wanted to hear that song live. And the lead vocalist of that band is really... He's really a, a true vocalist. And a lot of people think that they are an authentic reggae band, but they're actually a rock band. And we growing up listening, growing up listening to bands like 
Guns N' Roses, Van Halen growing up in Springfield, Massachusetts. So we grew up listening to Top 40, Aerosmith. Like, these were the bands that was on radio. It wasn't Jamaican radio. So this was the biggest influence when it came to Top 40. Other than that, it was Tina Turner, Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson, wow. Stevie Wonder. These were the artists that we listened to. So when I listen to Magic, it's like the blend. It reminds us of us. It's like they're Canadian and reggae mix influence and Morgan Heritage is Brooklyn. We all we call ourselves Brooklyn Jamaica. That's that's who we are with a little Springfield mix. It's a great into song it. too. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. But you've used those rock influences. I'm thinking of your Steel Pulse cover. Yes. That David Hines is over the moon about. Yes. He's yes. like, I wanted to do that. I'm so glad they did that. You know, and he went on and on yeah. about how great that is. But your propriety is of music. True. Yes. So it really defies a narrow description, you're, you're always a reggae band. Yeah, absolutely. For sure, for life. You, you can do just about anything musically. But we sure. want to see the genre of reggae continue to, to transcend. Like, if you listen to hip-hop music 25, 30 years ago, it doesn't sound like it sounds today. If you listen to R&B, it doesn't sound like it sounds 30, 40 years ago. And what we're seeing with reggae, that it's growing. And that's the growth of reggae where you can see um, Alpha Blondie, you can't hear of a Lucky Dube, you can't hear about a Pressure Bus Pipe from the Virgin Islands, you can't hear about a Marlin Asha from Trinidad. So reggae is no longer just out of Jamaica, it's coming from all over the world. So that's how we want to see it continue to transcend. Like, you listen to a band like Nomads, which is just different, and it, 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 I find them very joyful to listen to. And this is just the growth of reggae music. And our taste on it, where we say R-O-C-K-A-Z, it's just that Brooklyn, Jamaica. It's just that Brooklyn stuff. You mentioned the word joyful, and that's really the bottom line. You know, as, as a music consumer, you know, this is music that's comforting and it's comfortable. It's, it's pretty easy to get into Strictly so. Roots. You could just put the album on and go. Thank it's you. really great Thank stuff. You. Thank Good. you. This is Morgan Heritage. If anyone has a question for the band, now is your time. What was your favorite song to write on Strictly Roots? Uh, I would say Wanna Be Loved. Yeah. yeah. Wanna yeah. Be Loved was, I remember I was in Nashville and uh, Peter called me and said, I got a bad track. And I said, yeah, it's been 20 years. Show me, send me something I haven't heard before. And he sent it to me and I was just blown away. And he said, tell me what you hear. And then I called him back and all I heard was, wanna be loved. And I said, I got it. And I sent him a, vo was a voice note on voice WhatsApp note. or something. Yeah. And, and he hit me back with the chorus. And so we really use a lot of technology to, um, to write that right. song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and without technology with this album, it would have been very difficult. But Wanna Be Love was very fun and like you know peter just said when we were uh, performing in jamaica jazz and blues and me him and you know were in the hotel and we were literally in kingston at the pegasus hotel on our backs doing vocals so stuff like that you you will remember forever are you guys progressively thinking of maybe venturing out like i know you guys are reggae based but do you guys like dabble like maybe major laser kind of a influence the so then maybe you can open it up to like european well when you buy the, when you buy the album i'm not gonna say if you buy them when you buy the album uh-huh you will hear 
the answers to the questions you're asking. Okay. Now, um, sure. the latest single uh, is a song featuring Jomer Samali. He's the son of Stephen Marley, grandson of Bob Marley. Um, that song particularly is taking, like in England right now, they're going crazy over it. Uh, we can pass, David Radigan has it as his uh, summer scorcher. Like in New York, you have uh, Funk Flex. If he thinks it's a hit record, he drops the bomb on it. Yeah. So Radigan picks this song as his summer scorcher, which has that whole dubstep EDM vibe about it. So okay. Light It Up is that song for you. If you're looking for that venture, and there's also a song called uh, So Amazing, which is a very much uh, a crossover type of song, which features Jameer Morgan, the son of Grant Morgan, Jay Boog from uh, Hawaii, Compton, Samoa, and, you know, and a drummer called Gil Sharon, who is a, a world-renowned drummer that's played with great acts from you know, rock bands to reggae bands to ska bands, and now he's, he's a drummer for Marilyn Manson. So there's a lot of diversity in the album. Um, the foundation of the album is reggae music. You know what I mean? I won't say strictly roots. We're not talking about roots music. We're just talking about life itself. Because everything in life has a root. And in life, sometimes we end up having to deal with the middleman to get to the root. And we want to eliminate all the middle pieces, which is like how our lives are today as, a, as Morgan Heritage. We are the root of our music. You don't have to go through anyone to get to Morgan Heritage anymore. So it's a strictly roots, just come straight to the root and you get what Morgan has to offer. And it's brought us closer to our, our fan base as well. But the album is very universal and it touches on a lot of different places in music. Hi, I really love Morgan Heritage and Performance Dawn is one of my favorite songs. Beautiful. Just want to know, um, what kind of mood do you have to be in? What you in when you wrote that song? Because it's such a very sensual Woman song. power, girl yeah. power. Yeah, girl. for real. <laughs> It was that type of mood for true. Like, you know, I feel like a woman and call her explicit words right. to say you're checking her out. Now, everyone will go in a dance. Everyone will go in a dance. I look at the woman in my dance. I look at the man in my dance. And, you know, sometimes when you see a woman dancing in a dance, some people might say it's, it's uh, provocative. provocative. But it's the dance hall, and you got to dance to express yourself. So we want women to feel free of themselves and don't feel like, boy, you know, you're being out of place because you're expressing yourself musically. If you know the history of life, David was so caught up in the spirit that him danced, him danced all time close. You know what I mean? So there's nothing wrong with expressing yourself musically and emotionally. And coming from Africa, dancing is a big part of our culture to the Caribbean here in America. So we are not ignorant to the fact that when music hits people, it causes you to gyrate a certain way, and women are very sexy when they dance. So we tell them, say, profile and done. <laughs> and that's, and, that's and, and to even take what my brother took to, to the next level, it's even in life. Because when it comes into the workplace, women are looked at as second place than a man. Mm -hmm. So this song is about performing done all day, no matter what the next woman looks like, no matter what the next man looks like. It's about being, it's about being you, knowing who you are, and being that prize. So it's two sides of it, of the, of the song. Hello, so I've gotten the chance to meet some of your family out in Springfield, Denroy Morgan and his son, Coley. And um, they speak extremely highly of you guys. Um, my question is, what continues to motivate you after 10 albums? Just life, man, and, and the world is ever changing. The only thing constant in life is change. 
You know what I mean? The way you come out of your mother's womb, that's not the woman that's sitting there right now. And you're going to continue to change. You're going to get older one day. You know what I mean? And you're gonna, your kids are going to have to take care of you. So life is ever inspiring. And change is the biggest inspiration to us because every day is a new change. Uh, I know this album was released on your label. It's cool to be conscious. I wanted you to talk about the meaning of the label and why did you call it that? Uh, cool to be conscious <clears throat> is a movement. It's not just a record label for us. When we decided to make a record label, I remember we was on Delta Airlines and Peter was sitting right behind me. And he said, cool to be conscious. I said, what? I said, say that again. And he said, it's cool to be conscious. And I said, that's brilliant. Because the way I saw it when Peter said it to me, it was that the nerds, of the 80s and the 70s, one of them happened to be, owns this store, uh, Steve Jobs, he was a nerd, Bill Gates. Those kids don't get celebrated enough. It's always the class clown that you remember, but nobody remembers the Martin Luther Kings of old, the Gandhis of old, the people that were conscious-minded but not necessarily religious. So it's a movement that we're trying to let kids know that are focused in school, the kids that's going to Harvard in August, and Yale, and, 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 and all these um, known black colleges in the so southern, southeast region of, of, of the United States, that we recognize your consciousness. And a consciousness don't mean that you're religious. So as well, it is a, it's a record company, but the music that's coming out of it, we pray that we'll continue to put out conscious music and not necessarily it's religious. And we let everybody know that the new cool is being conscious. It's kind of consistent. You know, it, ma it makes, and we should applaud that. It, <laughs> make, it makes so much sense to me, listening to you from so long ago, from early out, you, you did have a mission and you've been very clear about the type of music that you make and what you stand for. That's never really gone left or right. No. right. You know, you right. wanted people to enjoy what it is that you were saying. You have things to say. You make observations. Yes. You start out as someone's child, but then during this whole time, you've become parents. Yes. yes. And parents of folks that make music. True. Yes. Jimmy Morgan. So what's yeah. that like? Oh, man. That's <laughs> a, now, we, now we feel like how our father felt. Yeah. You know, we, we could never know how he felt when he was putting the pressure on us to develop the talent because he saw it. You know, he saw it before we saw it. And we're now seeing it in our children before they see it. You know, they want to go hang out with friends and they want to go do other things while we're saying, work on that talent. You we're can become hurt. someone. Yeah. So we, are, we have now become our parents. You know what I mean? And, you know, one of the examples of the first ones out of the, the barrage that's coming is <laughs> Jamiri Morgan, which is the son of Gram Smaga. Who's here? Jamiri's here. He's right there. there. Yeah, he is. Jamiri. <laughs> and he's also going to be on the tour with us, the world tour. And um, we're looking forward to that. You earned it, Jamiri. Yeah. <laughs> he put also that work charted in. on iTunes, respectably. Yeah. He, w he had the number one record in, uh, what was it, Sweden? Sweden. With Neighborhood Girl. Yeah, with his single Neighborhood Girl. And, and, and Hawaii. Hawaii. And Hawaii. And Hawaii. So in my Guan. 
and you said a barrage. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's, there's Peter has a daughter. He like he don't like to talk about, it, but he has a daughter that is My niece. insane. And her name is Imuna. Yes. Imuna. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Bad vocals. So they're, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. You know, like Jameer kind of like grew up musically in the With public's him. eye, and we saw how that happened. And we're like, you know what? Let's take precautions and get them a little more ready um, to face the world, a little more prepared than when we kind of just threw Jamiri out there. The greatest thing about Jamiri is that he's been traveling with us. I remember the first time we went to, we're on a solo tour, Graham and myself, and we took Jamiri and said, well, I'm gonna be the whooping knock. And he couldn't sing on a microphone. Like, you know, he's recording at home. He learned how to record himself. He's running his own Pro Tools. And, He's making great songs, and his pops was like, yeah, man, song good, wait till you reach my stage. And when he went out there, the music's playing, and we can't hear Jamiri's voice because he doesn't know how to project on a microphone. Now, he's a whole new artist. A reckoning know. force. Yes, yes. Yeah. The, boy's, the, boy's, the boy's working. Good. <laughs> Hello. Um, the music industry has dramatically changed over the years, and uh, obviously you've made 10 albums. How did you prepare yourself for the marketing, the, the touring process, and sonically, the way you, the album sounds today? I haven't heard it yet, but I'm sure it's great. Because, um, again, the music industry has dramatically changed. I mean, there's, yeah. there's no support with labels. iTunes obviously releases records. But other than having any support, tour support, or... Uh, any development money is not there anymore. So I, I'm just curious how, after all these years, how you prepared yourself for this journey, which well, you're about to take on. Uh, number one, today now you got to sacrifice. The artists, we've got to sacrifice a lot more than we did like between uh, the time when Michael Jackson had his mega thriller album to when record labels were spend spending $500,000 on one song in the 90s and $100,000 on, on a video or, or a million dollars on a video in the late 90s uh, where it, was just, it just got out of control. And uh, coming over from Europe on a flight like last night, I was watching that thing CNN did on, uh, on the 60s and how the, the British invasion invaded the US. And it's all about touring now. Like we're getting ready to start our world tour in America and we can't find a tour bus. You know, bus companies are saying, you should have reserved your bus three months ago. All the buses are gone because all the bands, all the artists are now taking it back to the road where you have direct contact with the audience now. And it's not about the tour support from the record labels anymore. It's just about going out there, connecting with your audience. Social media has made it easier for artists to connect with the, the fan base. And you know what I mean? So it's just about independence and being willing to sacrifice and go out there and represent your music. And also about your question, that was a very good question because how does an artist prepare to reach their fans? And like uh, my brother Peter said, it's, it's social network. Yeah. And one of the things that Internet. which we love technology. Peter went crazy today before we came here to buy the case for his phone uh -huh. to protect his phone. And we, I just spoke about the, um, we using our iPhones to, to record you know, putting down ideas and, and preparing for this Strictly Roots World Tour, we've created our own app. And with this, not only with social networks, but we've created our own app that's free. You can download it free on 
Apple, any Apple device, and it gives us a chance that any person that wants to speak to Morgan Heritage directly, this gives them that opportunity instead of sending a letter. Like, when was the last time anybody posted a letter in the mail? Nobody does, <laughs> because technology has totally taken over. Like, even the distance between Jamaica and the United States, when was the last time somebody sent a letter? It's either WhatsApp or BBM, or it's some text form of de device email. or text messaging or email. So these um, formats that we can use to get to our fans, this is one of the things that we've done to, to get to our fans, which is create our own app that people can talk to Yuna about her, her perfume that's coming out, talk to me about my jerk seasoning that's coming out and barbecue sauce. And it's just so many things that's going on in the family that, but through that one app, we can contact all of our fans. So great question. We just wanted to say that's one of the um, formats that we use to prepare our fans to say, hey, we got a new record coming. We're about to come on tour and here are the tour dates. Come on out if you like us. What's the app called, Grant? It's simply called Morgan Heritage. Keep, yeah. it, keep it easy. Yeah. <laughs> Download it. Nice. It's free. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.